Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome. Welcome everybody to the Football Rico podcast show. I am your host, Johnny Rico, with you here. It is Monday. It is time for a brand new episode of Football Rico to get you caught up on everything that has been going on in Mexican soccer, in Liga MX. And boy, let me tell you, there is lots to go over. Lots of action happening in and out of the field. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode 3 of the Football Rico podcast show. We had new competitions getting underway. We had Liga MX week 2 of the 2017 Apertura season being played out. We're going to go over next week's games. We're going to go over all of the cup games, all of the ladies Liga MX action. So like I said, plenty of stuff to discuss, to go over so that you can be informed. And let's just get right into it. Let's get episode three of the Football Rico podcast show kicked off right now. All right, we're going to start off with the final scores of week two of the 2017 Apertura season that got started last Friday with Puebla hosting Morelia. That game ended in a one-to-one draw. That same night, Atlas took on Pumas at the Estadio Jalisco. Atlas taking a come-from-behind 2-1 win, and they go top of the league table with two wins out of two games. Then we moved on to Saturday's action where a clash of the big four. Two of the big four faced each other, Cruz Azul hosting Chivas. That game ended in a one-to-one draw, one goal per side, one red card per side in that game. At the same time, Querétaro was hosting Liga MX newbies Lobos Buap and boy, what a historic game that was for Lobos getting a 4-0 win over Querétaro at the Estadio Corregidora. Then Monterrey hosted Veracruz and Monterrey takes a 1-0 win but people not happy in Monterrey with their team's performance despite the 3 points but it's still early in the season they have to consider that. At the same time as that one, Pachuca was hosting Club America and America defeated the home side 2-0, the first win for Miguel Herrera's second stint at the club. Necaxa hosted Tijuana Cholos to close out the Saturday night action and the home side took a 1-0 win over Tijuana. And on Sunday, two games to close out the week, Toluca hosted León. 3-1 3-1 win for the home side in the early game. And Santos closed out the week by hosting Tigres. A 1-1 draw in that game. And after two weeks, here are the top eight of the league table. These are your playoff position teams at the moment. In first place with six points, two wins out of two games is Atlas with a goal difference of plus four. And Necaxa, also perfect two wins out of two games. They have a goal difference of plus three. In third place is Tigres with four points and a goal difference of plus five. In fourth place, the newbies Lobos Boab, four points, a plus four goal difference. Fifth place is for Cruz Azul, also four points, 
plus two goal difference. Sixth place is for Toluca, four points, plus two. Seventh place is for Monterrey, four points, plus one. And the eighth and final playoff spot for the moment is America with three points and a plus one goal difference. That is your week two final scores and table positions. So from those games, what stood out from those nine games in Liga MX week two? Here are my weekend highlights. And that's going to start off with Atlas and Necaxa, your super leaders for the moment. Perfect two wins out of two games for both Atlas and Necaxa. Atlas got the season started with a 3-0 win over Leon, and they followed that up with a 2-1 win over Pumas. Necaxa got things started with a 2-0 win over Veracruz and continued it with their 1-0 win over Tijuana Cholos. Both teams have looked solid. I think Atlas uh, have looked a little more solid than Necaxa. I think Necaxa has taken advantage of the fact that they've been facing weaker opposition, but all credit to Necaxa for taking advantage. Atlas, on the other hand, have looked very solid. That 3-0 win over Leon in Leon was a big start for the season for Profe Cruz and the Atlas. And their come from behind win against Pumas this weekend also shows how resilient this team is and how this team is trying to push for bigger things for from this season from compared to other seasons. They've made playoff pushes before. I think they want to go a little deeper, maybe make a run to the final. I don't think Atlas are title contenders just yet, but they are definitely on their way to improving they can maybe even have a memorable run in the cup you know a copa mx title for a team like atlas i think would go a long way especially for that fan base that has had very little to celebrate over the years very positive start for atlas i've mentioned before how i believe in a coach like jose guadalupe el profe cruz he, like I said in the previous shows, one of the most underrated managers in this league. And I think he has a good opportunity to, to showcase his skills as a manager and to showcase his team skills this season with Atlas. Highlight number two is Lobos Boab. Wow, what a big win for Lobos against Querétaro at the Estadio Corregidora in Querétaro. 4-0 was the scoreline there. Querétaro very much underperformed. Querétaro had taken a win over América, but even in that game, Querétaro did not look strong. They sat back and kind of just hoped for a 0-0 draw and then found a late penalty to take all three points against América in the season opener. And those weaknesses were once again on display against Lobos. Lobos who really pushed for something big they were the attacking team the whole game they they wanted that win they wanted that those points that will help them in their relegation fight they right now are the only team looking at their percentage because they are the newest team in Liga Mekis they're the most recently promoted team they're the ones that are kind of handicapped by that percentage 
So right now, four points out of two games for Lobos. They have a 2.0 average. That makes them the absolute best in Liga Mekis, but that average will fluctuate up and down the, with every single game. So it's very important for a team like Lobos to be gathering points as early as possible. So historic first win in Liga Mekis, historic first goal for the club in Liga Mekis. Congratulations to them and their project. And one of the other things that stood out from this game, uh, besides the you know the whole historic first for Lobos, was the manager duel in this game. Jaime Lozano against Rafael Puente, the two youngest managers in Liga Mekis kind of going head to head and it's kind of refreshing to see new blood in the benches for these teams. It's refreshing to see teams take chances with younger managers. They have a lot to prove. They have, they're very hungry to succeed. And I think that this new injection of life into the managerial deck of cards will go a long way. So hope to see both Lozano and Rafael Puente kind of stick around for the long haul and not suffer the chopping block that Liga MX teams suffered throughout the season. And highlight number three for the weekend is Club America. They went into Pachuca, got a 2-0 win. They killed Pachuca's 29-game unbeaten streak at the Estadio Hidalgo. Pachuca had not lost at home since 2015, November 14, 2015. They had lost 2-1 against Cruz Azul in a Week 12 makeup match that was towards the end of the Apertura 2015 season. They went the entire 2016 Clausura season, the entire 2016 Apertura, the entire 2017 Clausura. All three seasons undefeated at home and Club America waltz in their 2-0 win over Pachuca. Two goals from Cecilio Dominguez, the creative midfielder for Club America wearing that heavy number 10 on jersey on his back. And what a performance from Dominguez. He definitely lived up to the hype. He's a, definitely a player that America missed all of last season. He missed the majority of last season with a shoulder injury. Now that he's back, America are boosted from that injection of talent into their squad. Miguel Herrera also was benefited from the return of center defender Pablo Cesar Aguilar. Week one was his final game of the 10 game suspension he received for allegedly headbutting a referee during the Copa MX last season. And also returning was Guido Rodriguez, who had seen a red card in his final game with Tijuana Cholos. So he was suspended during week one and Guido Rodriguez was now back. And also coming back from the national team a little earlier than expected was Edson Alvarez. If it wasn't for Mexico getting eliminated last Sunday, Edson would have probably not been available for this game. The fact that, it, that Alvarez had all week to train with the team meant that Herrera could use him in the starting lineup alongside Guido Rodriguez in that midfield. And boy, what a difference that made for America. That created a 
very stable defensive line along with Pablo Cesar Aguilar, a center back. Between those three, they they created a very solid base in defense, and that allowed guys like Cecilio Dominguez and Darwin Quintero the freedom to push forward and create danger and do what they do best. And that's the base for success that America used in this game against Pachuca. That's how America was able to push forward, get the goals, and also contain the very dangerous Pachuca team, who at home is a very strong team. You don't go 29 games unbeaten by accident like Pachuca did. So, highlight there for America. One of the downsides from this performance for America is the red card to Guido Rodriguez, who was suspended week one, comes back to play week two, gets a red card, and now will be suspended for week three. In a crucial game against Pumas at the Estadio Azteca Mexico City Derby, Guido Rodriguez will be unavailable, and that midfielder position will probably have to go to Edson Alvarez and William Da Silva. So we'll see how the Brazilian and the young Mexican can kind of fill in that void that Guido Rodriguez will leave against Pumas who will be hurting from their 2-1 loss to Atlas and be looking to make up some points. Moving on to the weekend disappointment that has to start with Tijuana Cholos and their 1-0 loss against Necaxa and more than just the result it was the performance from Tijuana Cholos that really leaves a disappointing feeling uh, having watched that game it's really frustrating to see Tijuana Cholos perform we all expected Cholos to struggle and have a slow start to this apertura season considering all of the changes that the team went through. They lost their manager, they lost the key forward, Aviles Hurtado, they lost the guy that brings balance to the whole team, Guido Rodriguez. They lost a very young, promising center back, Carlos Vargas. They've been able to replace all of, all of those names with very talented players, but it does take time for all of this talent to come together to be in sync and in tune with each other. So we all expected a slow start from Cholos, but what we've seen in these first two games is a lot more worrying than just a standard slow start. I think Cholos has shown a lack of commitment to, to, these, to this new project. The players are committing rudimentary and elementary mistakes. They're the, the way they're passing the ball, the lack of control of the ball when bringing down a pass, those elementary mistakes are causing Cholos real dangerous plays against their goal. And also included in this is goalkeeper Gibran Lahoud, who has been directly responsible for two of the three goals that Cholos has received so far this season. A mistake, a complete horrendous error by Lahoud resulted in Cruz Azul's first goal of the game in week one. Another horrendous mistake by Lahoud resulted in the Necaxa goal, which went on to be the difference maker throughout the match. Those types of, those types of things is what manager Eduardo Caudet, who's new at this position, is going to have to fix. And I mean, even, even Caudet himself has looked very shaky 
in his position. Argentine midfielder Matias Pisano. He was rumored to be excluded from the squad this whole season, just kind of training with the reserve squad until he could be transferred to another team in another league. He was not included in the 18-man roster for the first game against Cruz Azul, and it all seemed like he was on his way out. And then all of a sudden, Pisano is included in the starting 11 for Caudet against Necaxa. So that's very weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The manager is looking shaky, undecisive of what he wants to do with this player, Matias Pisano. Caudet, he's going to need to figure a lot of things out. He's going to have to motivate these players. He's going to somehow find a way to relieve the pressure off of the players because he does have talented players in this squad. So he needs to find a way to relieve that pressure so that their talents can shine on the field. And that's no easy task. That's why not everybody can be a professional football manager, but that is the job he has to do with Tijuana Cholos moving on for the rest of the season. Disappointment number two, that would be Club Leon, who I'm already hearing talks of whether their manager, Torrente, is in danger of losing his job. We all know how Liga MX can be very fickle league, very low patience for teams and managers with, with results. And Leon right now are the worst team in the league. In two games, they've conceded six goals. They've scored once, which was a penalty late in the game against Toluca on, on Sunday last night. Toluca already had a 3-0 lead against Leon and conceded a penalty, which Boselli converted into Leon's first goal of the season. But it's the six goals that Leon has conceded that's very worrying and very troubling for, for the Leon management. So we'll see where Leon goes from here. They really need to start picking up positive results or their manager's job, Torrente, will definitely be in trouble. Disappointment number three and kind of weird one. Hard to include a team that is undefeated so far in the disappointment category but I'm going to do it anyway. Tigres are my number three disappointment of the weekend. Their one-to-one -one draw against Santos is a disappointment. I feel that Tigres had everything to take all three points from this game. They definitely have the talent. They have the firepower to score more than one goal. They couldn't get the job done in Torreón against Santos. That's why they are my disappointment number three. Let me tell you, Tigres are by far the best squad in Liga MX. They really need to go 17-0, 17 wins, zero loses this season based on the squad they have. They have a powerful attack like you would not believe. During yesterday's game, I was at times I was seeing them in this very weird 3-3-4 formation with four attackers. Wingers, Jurgen Dam, Javier Aquino, and forwards, Andre Pierre Gignac and Edner Valencia with, Cela, with guys like Celarayan and Eduardo Vargas kind of hanging out behind them in the midfield. 
boy, that kind of firepower should be scoring three or four goals every game. Gignac and Valencia both had a horrendous game. Lots of misses for both strikers. And to top it all off, Valencia earned himself a red card through two yellow cards in the match and will now miss week three with Tigres. So that is why Tigres are my number three disappointment despite the fact that they are undefeated and they are currently in third place of the league table. Other talking points from around the league Cruz Azul and Chivas, they faced off. That game ended in a stalemate one-to-one draw. Cruz Azul had a very positive start to the season, beating Cholos 2-0. A win would have definitely gone a long way here against Chivas, but the one-one draw is not that bad. It's not that great. If you can remember last week, I had Cruz Azul in my highlights with a question mark. Are they for real? That question mark around Cruz Azul still remains. I can't tell if this Cruz Azul team is for real or if they're going to fizzle out like they do every single season. Chivas, on the other hand, they had a, a more complete squad than they did in week one, but still plenty of absences for Chivas. And I think the one-to-one draw is somewhat a positive result but again they too would have wanted the three points considering they took a draw in the first game of the season so two draws to start out the season for reigning champions Chivas is not exactly what they had in mind but at this point I think they'll take it they'll take adding points early on to the season we all know that it is more important to close out the regular season strong If you can just pick up points during the hard times of the season, that will go a long way to the point of the season where it really matters, which is the end of the season. Hopefully, better performances to come from both teams throughout the season. And the final talking point for this week two is Toluca. Very impressive win at home, 3-1 over Leon. Sure, Leon are not that great of a team at the moment they're very they're struggling a lot conceding a lot of goals but Toluca still look very solid and I mentioned this in a tweet that whenever they're on form Toluca could be one of the most powerful teams in Liga MX but there's that inconsistency there's that Liga MX inconsistency with Toluca that is not shown on a week-to-week basis Ruben Zambuesa had a wonderful performance, had the assist on the first goal, set up dangerous passes before the goal, could have been a couple more assists there if Uribe had better finishing, but finally got an assist to Uribe to open up the scoring, and then Zambuesa himself scored the third goal of the game for Toluca, a very solid performance going forward by Zambuesa, by Uribe, by the Toluca attack. They did kind of lay off once they had the three-goal lead. They kind of sit back. I get it. It's very difficult to play in the midday sun of Toluca slash Mexico City. That schedule is usually the toughest to play in. The heat, the altitude really makes it difficult to maintain the same momentum throughout the 90 minutes. 
and the fact that they laid off the attack gave Leon the chance to push a little forward, find uh, find deep balls into the box of Toluca, and eventually find a penalty that they converted into the goal that put the score at three to one. One sad talking point from this match is injury to Toluca goalkeeper Alfredo Talavera. It all looks like, it all indicates that it is a knee injury, an ACL injury, and hopefully, hopefully it's, we're wrong, hopefully it's just a sprain, but he came down, landed on his knee, kind of with his whole weight on his knee, and he just went down completely by himself and that's what makes things very concerning there's no official word just yet of how serious an injury it is to Talavera he did have to be subbed out of the game instantly hopefully it's not that serious for Talavera nobody ever wishes injury on players so hopefully Talavera can make a speedy recovery be back on the playing field for Toluca as quickly as possible Moving on from Liga MX, we go into the start of ladies Liga MX. The Liga MX Femenil got underway this weekend and despite all of the differences that I might have with league policy which I went over in Football Rico episode 2, this is a bright day, a historic day for women's soccer in Mexico. The fact that there is now a professional women's league in Mexico is a great thing. It is something to build upon. Hopefully, we can get more coverage of these games so that we can follow along. But in the meantime, we go over the scores of week one. We got Pachuca, the team that won that ladies Copa MX tournament. They started out the season with a 3-0 win over Pumas. Toluca defeated Cruz Azul 2-1. Santos defeated León 2-1. A Clásico Tapatillo goes to Chivas with a 3-0 win over Atlas. Querétaro with a 0-0 draw against Tigres. Morelia with a 2-1 win over Veracruz. América with a 1-0 win over Cholos. And Monterrey the big winner of the weekend in ladies Liga MX with a 5-2 win over Necaxa. Like I said, hopefully the league allows us to follow along better. Hopefully there'll be streams of these games online where we can watch. But for the meantime, we'll do our best to follow the ladies Liga MX as best we can. <laughs> We had Copa MX get back underway this past week, this past Tuesday and Wednesday. We had week one of Copa MX, Puebla beat Atlante 1-0, Querétaro beat Cimarones 2-0, Dorados, they take a 2-0 loss against Leones Negros, Atlas perfect three wins out of three games. They defeated Universidad Autónoma de Estado de México 2-1 at the Jalisco. Morelia with a 2-1 win over Mineros de Zacatecas. León with a 3-2 win over Alebrijes to forget some of that Liga MX woes. Monterrey 3-0 win over Celaya. 
Cruz Azul with a disappointing one to one draw against Club Atlético Zacatepec and Santos gets a big 2-0 win over Chivas that was week one of the Copa MX and we're gonna have week two kickoff tomorrow with Celaya against Pumas with Mineros against Necaxa Toluca against Dorados Tijuana Cholos hosting Puebla yours truly will probably be at that game at Estadio Caliente and Cimarones against Pachuca all of those games are going to be tomorrow August 1st and then Wednesday August 2nd we'll have Alebrijes against Veracruz America hosting Atlas Tigres hosting Cruz Azul and Chivas hosting FC Juarez that's going to be your week two of Copa MX lots of interesting matches to keep you entertained throughout the middle of this week so make sure to follow along I'll have plenty of coverage from Estadio Caliente with the Tijuana Cholos against Puebla we'll see if Cholos can correct some of their league mistakes with this cup competition so make sure to stay tuned for that and we're gonna close out episode three of the Football Rico podcast show with your Liga MX week three schedule to get you ready for next weekend. The action will start on Friday, August 4th with Morelia hosting Santos. Also on Friday, it's gonna be Tijuana Cholos hosting Monterrey again yours truly will probably be there at Estadio Caliente on Saturday August 5th we're gonna have Lobos Buap hosting Pachuca we're, we're gonna have Tigres against Querétaro at the Estadio Universitario in Monterrey León will host Cruz Azul in a crucial must-win game for León also on Saturday Mexico City Derby Club America hosting Pumas that is always one of the most interesting games of the season we're going to also have Chivas hosting Necaxa and then on Sunday two games to close out the week Toluca hosting league leaders Atlas and Veracruz hosting Puebla those are your week three games to watch out for to enjoy this next weekend and with that we're gonna close out football rico episode three hope you guys enjoyed it hope you guys stay informed make sure to follow yours truly johnny rico on social media because i will have plenty of updates throughout the week i'm on facebook the johnny rico page four separate words johnny has two ends in it the johnny j-o-n-n-y rico page i'm on twitter at johnny rico j-o-n-y-r-i-c-o and i'm on instagram at football rico plenty of top quality pictures there from talented photographers that i get to work with uh, throughout this industry so make sure you enjoy all of that reach out to me on any of those platforms send me your messages send me your thoughts send me your questions anything you want to say to me i'm more than receptive i will usually answer back immediately let me know what you think of this podcast what do you think of episode three 
what do you think could make this show better what do you think i should continue doing like i said i'm all ears let me know what you think until next week next monday episode four of football rico podcast show i hope you guys have a wonderful week again stay tuned on social media to all of my work and updates of all the action that's happening throughout the week goodbye everybody